good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. We got a really, 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 really good show today, folks. And for all of you people who've been out there in the industry, some people might call you dinosaurs. Some others might say, I've been in this business for 25 years. I hate when people tell me that. Well, we don't have a veteran on the business, but I will say that this dude is like cleaning a lot of people's clocks right now because, uh, you know, he's found his niche. He's dialed in his brand and he did this all in, as a matter of fact, in a COVID market. So, you know, and I will be totally transparent. He is a real estate marketing dude client now, which is how I met him. But right when I met him, I was like, holy crap, dude, we got to get your story. And uh, we got to put this out there because um, you're like a living example of what we talk about on this show. And this is before you started working with us. So a lot of the stuff he's there and uh, we're helping him just sort of dial it in a little bit further. So what kind of success is that? Well, how does this sound? 18 months, $27 million in closed production. That's pretty damn good, guys. Um, I didn't do that. It took me three years to, to do that amount of volume. So what we're going to do is go ahead and introduce Mr. Spencer Sue to the show. What's up, dude? Yeah, it's great to be here. And just a quick correction, because the last time we spoke, it was 27. Now it's at 30 million. Oh! Which was just a couple of weeks ago. But yes, uh, who's counting, right? Who's counting? I love that. It's good, but it's good to be on the show. Yeah. Go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about where you're at, where you're located, what brokerage you're with. I've got a lot to ask you, because I think you're going to bring a lot of value to people this episode. Yeah, I look forward to it. So a little bit about myself. I live here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So born and raised here. Went to college at UC Davis, studied a biotechnology degree, got my MBA at Santa Clara University. And prior to real estate, I was in software sales. I was a software sales manager for over a decade. And I got into real estate initially on the investor side. I got in initially as passively building up my rental portfolio, but also flipping a few homes in the Bay Area. And it was actually through that experience as I got to meet a lot of realtors is when I felt like I had a pretty big differentiator in terms of how I think and quite frankly, my experience with other realtors. So decided to get the license and um, fast forward to where I'm at now, it's, it's kind of surreal to be on this show. I've been listening to you for actually ever since <laughs> I started. So it's always- uh, See what happens, really you listen to the advice on this show and you implement it and you sell $30 million in real estate. <laughs> There you go. That'll, that'll be, uh, you know, those testimonials, I'll have to do something like that too for you. Right. So I love it. I love it. So here's one of the things that I want to bring up and let's go ahead and get the conversation started because a lot of people are going to ask you, well, how did you do that? Being newer in the business. One of the things that I've noticed about you is that you've really dialed in your niche or niche. I've been saying niche later. I think it sounds a little cooler, but it's the hardest part for most people because let's be honest, when you're brand new in this business and even those of you who've been selling real estate for 10 plus years, 
when you first started, you were hungry. You'll take anything on. Like I remember I had a, uh, maybe almost like a 60 mile radius of the market I worked uh, when I was brand new into the business, but you didn't really do that. You focused in on a certain demographic, right? And what I want everyone to listen to in this show specifically is there's several different ways to find out what your niche is. It's not always geographic. That is the uh, realtor training guru shit fucking going through your head right there. It's not, you don't always have to be a geographic realtor. A lot of times you could be a demographic based realtor. You could be uh, a realtor to people that have the same shared interest and personality, which is what I think uh, Spencer is going to go into right now. So how did you figure out, because you are servicing a certain clientele, let's start with who you're selling houses to first. And I want to back into how you figured this out. Yeah. So my clientele is actually more demographic based, mainly because I came from that industry and I knew just how most of them thought about the process. They're a lot more analytical. So being from tech and selling to some of the biggest companies in the world, like a Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, I really got to know a majority of the people that work there, mainly engineers, data scientists. And they, by, you know, just in, by nature, they're much more analytical and they don't like the traditional salesperson, right? They have almost a distrust in those types of individuals. And so for me to be able to break through, I had to understand that and know that to be able to add value to who are extremely smart uh, individuals, but also very well paid uh, here in the Bay Area. And so that was the angle that I, I needed to go towards to have an impact and to, to start building my business. And you just felt like that's just um, like, hey, this is just who I resonate with. Is that uh, more or less or did you actually do a a couple deals and then figure that out? When did you figure that out? Because a lot of people, I mean, I have people that will brand now that have been selling for 15 years and they still haven't figured their brand out. Um, Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's when you, when you first get started, you're right. You, you do whatever you go, however far you need to go. Cause you need to gain that experience. And, totally. and that is a suggestion, right? You, you have plenty of time and you don't have any customers and you have no money coming in. So initially you start off with that, but it's also something that you have to think about, uh, which is a strategy because you don't want to you know, go all over the place because now you're going to spend all the time commuting all the time driving around. And there's going to be differences between one, you know, one city Uh, over another, especially that far apart. So I had a a plan in mind, but initially, like anything, you start with whoever is willing to work with you. But as soon as that started to get going, then I also was very diligent because there's an aspect which is inbound. So inbound is kind of out of your control, right? If people want to work with you, great, you take them on. But from an outbound perspective, that's where you can get very targeted right? So I always wanted to work with these types of individuals. So I already started doing the outbound of reaching out to them direct, connecting with them either on LinkedIn, on Facebook, uh, specific groups. So my outbound strategy was always going. And the way I looked at that is just like a farmer planting a lot of seeds, right? So I, I build, start building the relationships. They never knew me, but I started adding value. Many times it takes a long time, right? Like I don't trust people. I'm just me on day one, nor should you. But over time, that will blossom. Uh, you'll be able to harvest and, and that also brings a lot more future referrals given you really started with that person even before they even thought about buying real estate. And so that's the way that I thought from a demographic so perspective. Your relationship building. Focus Correct. on building the relationship versus selling someone something. Right. Now, I know where you're at, but let's tell our listeners, uh, what platform were you on? Because how are you messaging these people? So like, 
get a little bit more specific. Some agents are like, well, what do you mean he's messaging people? What are you messaging them on DM? Where are you, where are you at? Yeah, so there's actually three main ones. You have Facebook, the personal page, you have Instagram, and then you have LinkedIn, right? So LinkedIn is, especially here in the Bay Area, is more geared towards more professionals, I suppose. And so they're all different in the various different ways of how people use each of the platforms. But the fundamentals the same. If you think about it, you have your passive approach, which is posting things on your page. But based off of their algorithms, generally, you might get a 5 to 10% kind of uh, reach uh, for each post. So that's great because it's passive, right? You're not, you don't have to individually message people. At the same time, you can literally go down a list, right? Because you can literally export all your contacts at Facebook, all your contacts at LinkedIn, and go literally one by one and having a conversation with them, right? And so based off of how much time you're willing to put in a day, you can reach out 50 people a day right? But it, it compounds, you know, you're doing 50, 50 people a day on each platform. And that's, you know, that's a lot of conversations you're having and a lot of opportunities to add value. That's one active way. And then from that perspective, you also know for sure, right? The person that you're talking to is the one, you know, you're reaching out to them specifically versus just a, a post, which quite frankly, you have no idea uh, who really reads that. And for your audience, like, for you, it's really genius about it is that you know that that's how your audience or the people you would resonate would rather talk to you through social media than probably on the phone, um, right. to be honest. Whereas on my brand, that probably wouldn't work with, but that's how I love on how much you dialed it in um, right. because you know how they communicate and they communicate like this with their fingers on their phones and they're like this versus talking. And that's just, he realizes that, which is really, 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 really powerful. You guys... I don't know if you picked this up, but he said the word a couple of times. And what he said was conversations, conversations, conversations. Nothing's changed in the last hundred years. Like at the end of the day, what conversations used to be done was had in person. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you know, with television and radio, these are all just distractions, but they're also mediums and channels. And that's all social is. It's just a place that you could reach out and get your voice heard. But he focuses on conversations. Why is that important for the numbers I say, I think on every episode, 10 to 15% of those conversations will be moving this year. 100% of them will have a referral for you. And if they like you, your chances of getting that is going to increase. So Point being is that what he identified was an effective channel in which his target market would communicate through, right? And he knows where his target market's at. And then he goes out and puts his brand in front of him. Like this is business 101. But let's go back to the, the general real estate agent. Spencer, if you are the jack of all trades real estate agent at ABC Realtor, who do you resonate with? Yeah, I mean... You, you wouldn't resonate with very many people, right? And that's, you're just that's another, the problem. You're just another right. number. Like you're just right. another salesperson chasing leads. But when people see that one person that they resonate with, they're way more likely. It's, it's like dating. Like the first time you met your significant other, you just knew it. And, or anybody for that matter that you've dated, you're like, well, I'm just really attracted to that person. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way they carry themselves. Maybe it's the way uh, the shirt they wore, the logo you have in other words, right? But the first impression, first impression. Yeah. People say, don't judge a book by its cover, but in real estate, it's full shit because everybody does. Mm -hmm. And people work with people they 
know, like, and trust. And that they could picture themselves riding in a car with for the next three to four months. Now, especially in your market where the average sales price is over a million bucks, this is a lot more of a serious business transaction. People are spending their life savings <laughs> on, a, on a down payment. Whereas mm-hmm. other markets, maybe it can't be as stressful, but that's what's great about our business is it changes based upon where you're at. Mm-hmm. What doesn't change though, folks, is the fact, the fundamentals of what people um, or how they come to the decision of hiring a real estate agent. It was no different for me, Spencer, when I was in Chicago, was I'd get other dudes and dudettes, right? Because I've identified that. And that's, it's when I felt most natural. And it's also when I felt most like springing my business, screaming it from the rooftops. If you were to talk about real estate in a non-tech way, would you be bored out of your mind prospecting these conversations? Yeah. And as I mentioned, the mindset is very different, right? They will not just feel bored. They would probably even get upset with you as wasting (laughs) their time. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is. I mean, everybody's very busy here. People don't have time to waste and people don't want to hear sales pitches, uh, at least the people that I'm targeting. You know, they want to see the numbers. They want to be analytical. They want, they don't want the pressure. They'll make the decision themselves as long, but your goal is to give them the right information. Yeah. And, and that's, that's been a a huge part of the success. What else were you generally surprised about? Like, uh, you don't come into the business. I don't know if you heard this or not, but you're an anomaly. I mean, but maybe not because everybody who works their ass off makes it in this business at the same time. Right. Especially when they figure it out. But why is that so far and uh, and few? What did you realize right off of the bat? Because let's be honest, we have four out of five new agents fail. Yeah, I think there's several things. Make no mistake, I worked a lot and I still work a lot. I, I basically work as long as I'm awake and, and I enjoy it. So to think that you can do this business either part-time or just not focused, you have the independence, but you have to also be very disciplined. Like my calendar is completely filled with things I need to do and different tasks every single day, right? And you have to do it that way, whether it's prospecting, whether it's content creation, uh, whether it's follow-up, right? There's all sorts of things to do. There's infinite amount of things, quite frankly, to do for a lot of people. So you have to put in the work without a doubt. Like, you know, last year, I basically did an open house for other agents every single weekend, right? I mean, I had no listings or I had very little listings, so, but I needed to get in front of people. Now, the strategy is obviously very different now because there is no open houses. So, yeah. you know, we'll go over that momentarily of, you know, what did I do in, instead of the three to four hours a day that you put in on the weekend for open house? You have, I mean, now it's that lead gen source is not available today. So as things change or as the environment change, you have to also change. But quite frankly, the effort that you put in and, and, you can share it with your social media following, right? The connections you build on Facebook, LinkedIn, because I've gotten many times people would just purely use me because they said, you work crazy hard. Just the effort alone. Like I didn't post anything special. I just posted like I'm doing this every day, you know, in front of houses, showing houses, my thoughts on the market, so on and so forth. People appreciate that because people want to know, Hey, look, this guy's working this hard. Imagine what he would do for me. So just effort alone. And that's the only thing anyone can control. You know, we can't control about COVID. Nobody can control about that, right? You can't control if the market goes up and down, but you can absolutely control effort. That's how I look at things. And you well, know, time is all we have. You're your own personal brand. If you guys aren't valuing your time and you're right, 
if you don't know what to do with your time and if you're spending more than an hour or two hours a day watching television and you're in real estate and you're complaining about not selling any damn houses, you either need a, a coach or a real estate marketing dude. <laughs> so, you need somebody like, I don't care who it is. Get your ass kicked because there's no shortage of stuff to do in this business. All right. So I want to segment to where I know you want to go. Um, All right. So here's one of the things that impressed me most uh, with you. Even when I first met you, like you, uh, Spencer contacted me. This is a good example. Like you and our client, but through my podcast over consistent content creation, you felt like you knew me a little bit. You felt like you got an idea off of sort of who I was and how I roll. And I love that you, you know, you listen to the show for um, that long. But one of the first questions I asked you, if I don't know if you remember this or not, but when you um, came on board during our demo, I asked you, I'm like, so um, what are you doing right now? And you're like, well, I actually doubled all my ads. I doubled my social presence during COVID and your business actually went crazy through COVID, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So give you a quick background. So last year was my first year and I actually was, I did work a full-time job for the first half of the year, but I did about 9 million first year. So if you do the math, I'm at 21 million, maybe a little bit more actually year to date right? So it's certainly more than double so far, even if I literally took a, took a vacation for the rest of the year. Sure. Um, so I should probably end maybe between 30 to 35 million this year. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, all you can control is effort. I knew when the shelter, because here in the Bay Area, we knew when the shelter in place was about to happen. And I still remember it because that was our last weekend, technically of open house, right? It's surreal looking back. It's like, the last time you travel, that was the last week, week you'll travel for a while. <laughs> and so you, time, so you really remember it, right? And so, you know, initially everything was on lockdown. You couldn't leave your house, right? That It was that bad initially because nobody knew what, what was going on, right? Right. Nobody knew what was going on. So you really have two options. You can binge watch all the shows that you wish to watch on Netflix, which a lot of people did. Or at that time you say, you know what? how can you add value to people? Because people are terrified, right? Yeah. And, and rightfully so. It's, it's a really big health problem, but there's also a lot of misinformation out there, right? So especially when it comes to real estate, because people may correlate, oh, this is the beginning of 2008. Everything's going to fall apart. It's the same thing over again. And so I knew like people were having these concerns, but the data didn't show that actually. So it was, it was a really good opportunity for me to start creating videos because they all, I also felt the last thing they want to hear is from an agent trying to tell them the real estate market is good. Right. So I, I want to be very careful with that direct you, messaging uh, too. That is like a hundred percent accurate. I'm glad you said, it. I don't mean to interrupt you. Hold right. your thought, but you guys like the market's not always doing great. Okay. Like the market's doing great if you're a seller, but it sucks. If you're a buyer, like turn it upside down. Like tell the damn truth. That's awesome that you said that. All right. Sorry. I had to mention that. Such a big deal. Cause you earn trust by being bluntly true. Yeah. True and untruly unapologetically honest. That's um, right. Is what I like to say. Um, yeah. And so when, when that first happened, I didn't do any YouTube, I didn't do any videos, or at least from the type of videos I do now in terms of market content, tips, things like that. And I certainly didn't do any podcasts, but I, I always listened to podcast and I, I definitely watch YouTube here and there. And I felt like this was a good opportunity to at least let's see what happens, right? It doesn't hurt. It's just time to commit. And at that point, quite frankly, you have a lot of time. Like nobody wanted to buy, nobody wanted to sell. You had <laughs> you had basically yeah. The you first had two, two weeks was scary, dude. It was. it was, right? So so I but I use that as an opportunity just like kind of Christmas time, right? There's less transactions happen then. A lot of 
a lot of realtors, they use that as a great opportunity to reload and get ready for the next year. So I just felt like my Christmas came a little earlier. I couldn't even go vacation, so I couldn't go anywhere either. I might as well focus on the business. So I improve whether it's a website, improve content, start roadmapping different things I wanted to get done that I actually didn't have time to do before. Right. And let's see how it goes. Right. And that includes like even doing some ads. Like I, I didn't, I didn't spend any ad money on ads, but I knew, Hey, look, I never yeah. had the and time. By the way, yeah. You've never really paid for lead generation. No. Guys, yeah. just, just so everybody knows this 30 million did not come by buying Zillow leads or realtor.com leads or buying business. This He earned this. He earned it through having damn conversations with people and putting himself out there unapologetically period. Yeah, no, thanks. And so the ad side, I only started two months ago. So there's nothing that has closed with that. And it's a matter also of testing, right? There's various different ways of how I can spend my money. So it's also a measurement. Okay, let's see how these perform. If they work great, I'll put a lot more money. If it don't, if it doesn't, then there's plenty of other sources, you know, that I can use and spend my time and money on. But it did start me on the habit of creating a lot more content, a lot more videos, a lot more market updates. And you know, I never shot videos, so I have no idea what I'm even doing. Um, so, so I have to learn that too, right? So whether it's learning from you, learning from others that are doing well, just simply YouTubing, finding on YouTube how to YouTube, right? So I would ask these questions and kind of slowly you know, improve one video at a time because nobody expects you to be perfect, nor should you wait for a perfect product. You, you need to get out there yeah. because the best, the best experience is by practice, just like anything else, yep. right? So, so over time, it got, got better and better. But also what I did see was, you know, people were finding me because people were wanting to, to know the answers to a lot of these questions, like what's going on with the market? Like, you know, people are literally typing that in YouTube. And so I've gotten a lot of clients through that. I've done several closings through that actually. And those are all, you know, free from that perspective. And then what it also did, which I didn't realize it was kind of a byproduct was I was kind of repurposing these videos anyways for social media yes. for the people that I connected on. So it wasn't just a pure lead gen. It was a way to stay top of mind without, you know, telling them specifically uh, about it. And so, you know, months later when everyone's else personal situation got better, then they're like, yeah, I've been following your videos for months. Really appreciate all the updates. I, I'm glad that you're so like truthful and, and just showing everything of how it is. And then they end up wanting to buy when things get better. Right. So, so, so those are kind of the byproducts of that journey. And it's all like looking back not long ago, it's only since March, but um, it really was. You're, you're so right. Like what happened is, um, you know, most of us went into the state of shock when this happened. The first thing people have been in the business for a while. The first thing I thought was 2007, eight, uh, that whole crash thing. And honestly, it was a very, uh, we were in the office. It was a very nine 11 eerie like feeling. I remember watching it on the news as we were watching the president was talking or somebody was talking and it was just like, it just felt like nine 11 dude It's really creepy. But yeah, we did the same thing, dude. And I worked more during that first two months than I did in the previous three because we had to adjust. We had to get our messaging right. But truthfully what happened is what everyone was stuck to their damn phones all day long, stuck right. inside. And what you generated was a boatload of attention. Uh, we doubled our ad spend in and, and it's paying off um, right now. But folks, the only way you're going to get face-to-face, -face, at least from March until the present, and whenever this shit goes away, we don't know, but it's through content creation and through video. And if you're approaching it as a lead generation strategy, you already lost the game. It's a conversion strategy, at least in real estate, and it's an attention generating strategy because 72% of people will close with the first agent they meet with. 
Well, content creation, video, consistency, that just makes you more referable and top of mind brand awareness. This is not rocket science, right? This is a belly to belly business. If you want to get the hottest chick in your class, you go out and you start fucking working out so hard and you become the damn tailgate or the damn quarterback of the football team. All right, buddy. Like that's what you got to do. You got to earn it. She's not going to come over to you if you're 540 pounds eating a bunch of ho-hos playing cartoons on fucking Saturday morning. Do you understand? (laughs) (laughs) I'll also add to that. Uh, So there is the aspect of, you know, the first one that they meet and there's a conversion of that, but it does get a little bit mixed too, because there's also the other stat that it does take several follow-ups. Yeah. uh, At least like seven, eight follow-ups. Like there's a staggering chart of like, you only reach out once your percentage of this. And then the more you do it, the higher the touches and yeah. sales made. Right. So it's the same idea. Like, don't be discouraged. Like I've gotten ignored many times in the first few. And then all of a sudden I get a referral from them. Like, I didn't even know you yeah. read any of my messages, but, uh, but that's awesome. So let's it's, talk uh, about that. That's a, I have that issue all the time personally. Yeah. Like I'll call someone who's scheduled with me and I'll be like, am I really going to call them? I think they're interested. Anyways. All right, next. Like, but honestly it's wrong because listen, let me give everyone tough love. And this is for you too, Spence. If you truly, and I told you this the other day, if you truly believe in your heart, deep down inside that you are the best person for the job, whatever business you're in, I don't care. It is your duty to scream it from the damn rooftops. You're not selling shit. You don't sell anything when you follow your passion, your dream, and you truly do it in an authentic way. And that alone, folks, you should take peace in. Because it's when that is unauthentic and when you're selling somebody a house for the wrong reason, maybe to make your child support payment or whatever else you got going on in your life, that that, the other side sees that. Like you can't hide that. We've all been in a situation whether uh, when you know somebody's like selling you some or doing something not with the best intentions in mind and you feel it, right? I don't know how to explain it, but you get this eerie feeling about it. Well, you know why folks? Because 90% of the way you communicate through your body language and the tone you're using, and that's impossible to hide when you're not being 100% authentic. No, I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely great point. I agree with that. So let's fast forward into, you started creating videos, the first four, you fell on your face for the first few weeks, just figuring it out. But what you didn't do was spend that time literally watching YouTube and maybe educational videos on YouTube, but I mean Netflix. So talk to me about how beneficial that's been because you're not scared to learn new skills. That's what video is right now, you guys. It's just a new skill. It's not hard. Looking back on it now, is it, is it hard? It, I mean, there's, there's this fear a lot of people have in general, and it makes sense, and, but it's a fear of anything when you're trying something new. You don't know what to expect, right? And, and maybe you have other people that has an opinion of you of how you may look or how you may sound. The best part though that people have to understand is one, you can always edit things out. <laughs> so you yes. have that. And then the, <laughs> other, the other thing is that quite frankly, nobody will know if you made a mistake or not, right? You're yeah. the only person that would know if you made a mistake. Nobody cares. So if you kind of take that out of the equation, know as long as you're adding value and people, you know, even one person that tunes in. I actually, you know, I, I don't have a huge channel or anything, but I don't really care. I mean, because I, I get comments and people directly messaging me, just even one person that, that took the time in their busy day to watch and learn my video and even spend the time to leave a Got comment or, or write me a, a note, 
Like that's super rewarding, right? You just it need is. one, literally Sometimes one person. That, that's all you need to get started. Honestly, it, it is. It's very self-fulfilling. You feel like your hard work, even if it's just like one comment. Yeah. It's, it's like working at anything so hard and you don't see any fruits of that labor. You're like, Oh man, this sucks. Nothing comes easy without hard work first. I mean, it, including your personal brand, you guys, it's probably one of the hardest things to create because it just requires you being consistent. How did you find uh, the time to do the videos? Because that's a big thing I see. I see it with clients all the time. When I'm coaching this, I'm always like, you guys, nothing's changed. Like you just mentioned, like conversations haven't changed. Just the way we have them has. Prospecting hasn't changed. Just the way we prospect has. Like I believe content creation is modern day prospecting because you can multi-purpose and all of that other stuff. So how did you discipline yourself? Because that was, that's not I did with you. You did this shit on your own. Right. How did you do it? And where did you get that insight? Because that's probably the number one struggle I see with agents and video and content creation. So it's, it's like anything. It's, it's what, if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't matter, right? So you have to purposely time block it. I mentioned in the beginning, it could be time block a lot of things, prospecting, follow-ups, calls, setting appointments, meetings, whatever. Uh, video is very critical. I mean, I've saw in the past, so I needed to time block because it's not there. It'll go by very quickly. And then all of a sudden you're like weeks goes by and there's no content, right? So, so I always specifically block off hours and nothing will, will change that commitment. Now, sure. I get busy myself, but then I'll just move it to a different time. So I'll put in the evening if I have to create a video right? Like that's a good way to do it. Really? Good yeah. Way to do it. Some days maybe I'm working from 9am to 9pm, but I know I need to, I need to get this video in. So I'll do it from 9pm to 11pm to make sure it's done. Otherwise, like I said, if it's not on the calendar or it's not like on some sort of task list, time goes by very quickly. And, um, you know, you have to be very organized and you have to be disciplined to make sure it's, it's consistent. And then once you do it consistently, then it's like going to the gym. Right. Yeah, if you say, look, time block is this, this, then you'll, you'll want and you'll be committed to do it again and again yep. and again. And that's what's needed. Folks, this is no differently when you're like three years old and you're not wanting to brush your teeth when your parents like brush your teeth, your mouth stinks, you're going to get cavities. You still don't brush your teeth. But then after a while, it becomes habit. Now, when you wake up in the morning, if you go to work and you don't brush your teeth, what happens? Hey, you feel <laughs> gross. Right? Feel gross, right? That's yeah. how you develop habits is just doing things consistently. That's right. Um, over time. And it's the same way how you build a personal brand consistently over time, just through communication to that very and same I, audience. Oh, I also add one other thing. Like you can also make yourself more accountable. So a lot of people like myself, I would say I post a video Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, mm. right? So do something like that publicly. Say every Wednesday I'm posting a video. It's the same and thing so if you, people take diets. They do it. Yeah. I'm going to lose 40 pounds. Right. Right. So, so if people, if you don't do it yourself, your whole, you know, whichever community that you started building you're disappointing them, right? So you can think of it that way. If you want that external pressure from other people, that's also a way to commit yourself. So that, that's another way. I mean, that's, I, mean I, don't, I don't need that, but I, it can be very beneficial if you need external forces to quote unquote judge you. Sure. So it seems like you, are, um, you have really good insight of what's around the corner. So I wanna see what you're gonna do next. And uh, we're gonna get this thing wrapped. Talk to me about what are you gonna keep going in at because we don't know what's going on with COVID. Like, yeah, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Let's be honest. Like, so what are you going to focus on right now? Obviously don't stop what you're doing, but what opportunities do you see? Because I think, um, yeah, I mean the, the benefit is 
so here in the Bay Area, after three, four weeks of mid-March, it was already open. So we were able to go show houses already. And so these days, the Bay Area market is on fire. We're at record high prices. There's record demand. So things are very busy, right? I mean, I'm, I'm busy every day. It goes back to the habit and, and because of the value that I know it brings to a lot of people passively. So I still carve out the time to do it. But make no mistake, I'm, I'm very busy uh, showing clients and getting listings ready. There's a day-to-day things that are happening. But because I saw of the benefit that it's, it, it has had with my business, it's just one of those things that I do every week now, right? Which I didn't have before. The other thing to think about is, remember, I had uh, done open houses every weekend before. So that for sure is not going to come back for a long time. So I also look at it as like, that was one that was a really good lead gen source for me, but that's completely gone, instantly gone, right? I had a whole system of how I found other people's agents and a whole rapport of building that. So that whole lead gen source gone instantly. And so this is in a sense, a, a replacement for at the very least. I mean, I would even door knock before the open houses. So that's like five, six hours a day on the weekend. So total of 10 to 12 hours. So quite frankly, you do Saturday and Sundays. I always do Saturday Sundays, right? So you just and I got always, back another ten hours. Exactly, right? That's the way you're looking at. It. So That's how do I, I take this ten hours and turn it into a money making activity? Correct, because I lost one, right? Although if I kept everything else the same, then I, you know, I'm, I'm running with one less Legion machine, so I have to find a, a solid replacement for that. You guys, what he's outlining here is just literally on how any entrepreneur will run any business. I mean, what's the difference between what he's talking about right now and the guy that owns a retail clothing store or a restaurant for that matter? They're looking at their margins. They're looking at where people are coming in from. They're analyzing that. They're analyzing where they're spending their time. They're trying to increase efficiency. This business isn't hard. I just think the problem that so many have is just that you don't treat it as one. And of course, you're going to set yourself up for disaster because this is not a, you don't work for anybody. In my opinion, you have a license you hang somewhere to give you the legal right to collect cash from people for selling their houses. Um, But other than that, you know, let's be honest, the vast majority of those aren't going to go out there and help you in today's world. Like ultimately it's the agent that's going to feed themselves. Their brokerage is rarely nowadays going to feed them. That is the case. You're on a team, right? Or a very small brokerage that is just ran like a team. So the ball's in your court, you guys. You could look at it a couple of ways. What's 100% accurate, though, is not doing anything is not an option. Um, you got to do something. So, uh, Spencer, why don't you go ahead and give everybody your closing thoughts if you have any else left. Uh, tell them, follow this dude on social media, you guys. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. See what he's doing. He's doing everything right, and it's refreshing to see that approach, dude. And I think our listeners got a really good insight from what you shared today because – um, one of the gurus I used to listen to, I think it was Craig Forte, if I'm not mistaken, but he used to say, be brilliant at the basics, be mm-hmm. brilliant at the basics. And what we're talking about are just the basics recreated. Is that accurate? It is. I mean, we, we get caught up with all these different new, honestly, all these new platforms for people to sink money in, quite frankly. And the reality is it's all the basics. It's all doing the boring stuff really well right? It's not glamorous. I mean, make no mistake. This is not glamorous from working hard, working eight hours a week, things like that. It's not glamorous, but it will pay out. It takes time. That's like anything else, but it will pay off. 
So there is that aspect. But yes, I mean, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this show. Anybody can follow me on, I mean, mainly on Instagram. So it's Spencer HSU Bay Area Realtor. So you can follow me on Instagram. For my YouTube channel, you can just simply type in my name, Spencer HSU. You can easily find me and you can see the different content that I have. And a lot of this is not done alone. I mean, I, I am a solo agent, so it's all done from that perspective. I get to keep all my earnings as well. But the learning, uh, <laughs> um, the learning is certainly not on my own, right? So and there's various different ways of doing it. So it's like podcasts like yours. There's many other podcasts that you can listen to, especially as you're on the road. So there's a great way to keep learning new things when otherwise you're just listening to, you know, whatever's on the radio. So those are great ways that every realtor would be driving around. So there's always time to improve upon that, follow different podcasts, learn different things passively, but also it's the individuals, right? I mean, everybody has different ways of doing things. And for me, I'm always about learning and trying to add additional skill sets into my tool belt because there may be different things like, because I don't know what I don't know too, right? Whether it's on video, whether it's on ads, whether it's on client events, client gifts. And that's why, you know, that's why I actually reached out to you to help on these different things, right? Because I know I'm doing, I'm on the right track. I'm more than happy to pay somebody to help accelerate that. And that's what people also have to understand. It's the money is one thing. I mean, people pay tens of thousands of dollars for mastermind groups, right? And there's not even a product from that, honestly. There's no product. You're not even, yeah, you're not even getting- wearing, you're, I'm wearing the shirt right <laughs> here, baby. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, uh, at least you're getting some things, like literally um, back in terms of content and things like that. But like for those, like people are willing to do it, but, but why are they willing to do it? Is because many times they want to accelerate their growth faster than trying to figure it out on their own. Right. So with that, you know, I am with EXP. And so, you know, anyone has questions or interest, you know, EXP does allow us to have this freedom to do whatever we want in a sense, right? There's a lot more flexibility for that. So not just from the brokerage level, that's been beneficial, but also from the marketing perspective, that's extremely beneficial, especially as you try to stand out versus other brokerages. So people can reach out to me. We have a pretty nice group. There's a lot of other value adds that my group has in addition to just a brokerage level. So I think a lot of people would, would like that, especially given, you know, everything is virtual. So, you know, the whole mindset is very different than it was just a couple of months ago. So hopefully people can reach out to me on that. I'll, I'll give you my contact details and they can hopefully find it in their show notes or, or just reach out direct. Yep. Thanks dude. That was a really, really awesome conversation we had today. And folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing YouTube podcast. Folks, you know where to find us. If you want to be like Spencer, <laughs> if you want help with your video marketing strategy, or you just need a personal brand because you don't know who the hell you are, let us help you. Uh, we've done for you video marketing services. We script, edit, and distribute your video content. But more importantly, we create something that you're excited about first and foremost, because if you don't have that, none of the rest of it matters. It's a short-lived video career, and we're not in the business of doing that. So feel free to visit us. Also, uh, thank you for your comments and uh, subscribe to the show here. And also um, our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and connect with us on Facebook. Thank you guys very much for listening to another episode. You guys are loving your downloads lately. Keep them coming and please share the show with anyone that you know may be interested in um, or if they're sick of cold calling, door knocking and doing all the other shit we hate. Peace! Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. 
To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.